Welcome to the Razan Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 49. I'm Sam Hargreaves and this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church. In this episode we'll be reviewing the songs from the January edition of the 12 Song Challenge and setting a new challenge for February including an interview with our good friends Kerry and Geraldine Luce as well as responding to your tweets, posts and emails. Hi Joel. Hi Sam. It's nice to actually see you in the flesh. You're in my room. Yeah it's weird isn't it? It's a bit I'm amazed at how long your hair is now. It must be past your shoulders, right? <laughs> it's not true. What are you on? What? <laughs> well, be amazed, listeners, at how Joel looks. Sitting here in my pajamas, <laughs> as I normally do it, <laughs> mm. with a nice big mug of tea. It's good. So thank you for making that. Yeah, we're actually in the same place, which is nice. If, in case you hadn't realised, because our use of technology was so impressive, normally we are in different houses in different towns. Using the magic of Skype. Yeah, but now we're in the same place. Here we are. So what have you been up to, Sam? Uh, I wrote a song with Andy Flanagan. don't know if I mentioned this before, but we put it out uh, at the beginning of this month. Uh, It's a song for Messy Church, and uh, it's called Join Us in the Mess, and we put it out on uh, engageworship.org and through Facebook and stuff. And we have had literally thousands of people look at it and loads of people comment and say yes we're going to use this or we have already used this in messy church so that's exciting so yeah quite excited about that nice uh and also sarah and i have launched uh, a crowdfunding campaign um we uh did a, a worship training course last year we wrote it and delivered it in luton and what we want to do now is film it and make it available for free to anyone mm. because we realize that we can't be everywhere and we get more kind of People ask us to, to come do training, then we can. If only we can you could be everywhere, Sam. I know. Well, my this, life would be so much more complete. Well, this is how, through the oh. <laughs> magic of video, you can watch us every day, and uh, we can we can teach your worship team. And one of the thoughts is that this will be useful, obviously in the UK, but also across the world. We've got friends in our Albania, and wow. um, they were talking to us about the the real lack of, um, you know, material. Uh, and so, if we make it free, and they're gonna translate it for us um this has got a kind of global reach as well so we're excited brilliant so how can people contribute and go to engageworship.org and they can give uh any amount of money they like there's uh like with you've done with resound things before there's kind of if people want to get an incentive you can mm-hmm. give an amount and then you get various things uh, as an incentive or you can obviously just give out of the beautiful kindness of your heart as well oh, they are beautiful people who listen to this podcast exactly yeah i think they will give out of their kindness yeah, that's it. How about you? Well, let's see. Last week, I went to a gathering of sort of, I guess it's kind of UK worship songwriter industry writers type people. Is that a good way of expressing it? It's just a bunch of songwriters yeah. from all sorts of different bands and streams and groups and stuff that um, uh, that meet once a year, usually for a couple of days. And the idea is to, to meet and just kind of learn together, share together and generally be a bit of a community together. Um, Was it good? It probably was. I don't really like <laughs> gatherings like that. <laughs> so I expect it was very good. Um, but I, it, my inner introvert <laughs> remains firmly seated inside. Just <laughs> refuses to come out, yeah. 
Um, and it's sort of it's kind of intimidating as well. You know, no matter how many people you know or whatever you do in 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 life and ministry and so on, there's always a bit where you kind of go along and think, oh gosh, everyone here is brilliant and. I'm not. The problem is everybody's thinking that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one really interesting observation uh, that uh, Chris Juby made, he, he was there with me as well, um, was about how in that gathering of UK songwriters, I think, this is true, I think we pretty much only sang songs from overseas. Hmm. And um, Chris said, oh, I don't know when was the last time I actually introduced a song by a British songwriter, apart from a resound writer, which mm. he's connected to in his church. And I thought, yeah, that's that might be true in my church as well. Um, in fact, and then I thought, I wonder how many of us here sitting in this room, there's like 80, 90 people. I wonder how many of us are singing any of each other's songs. Yeah. And I'm not, I think there might have been an elephant in that room. <laughs> um yeah, I'd be interested to hear what li- listeners have to say. Whether the, I mean, most people have a kind of a like a, a, a kind of go-to group or people that you go and find mm. songs from, and they won't all be the same ones. Um, but I, I realise I'm not very aware of what a lot of the other British writers are writing, mm. and I suspect they're probably not either. Um, yeah. Does that mean we're lacking a voice somewhere? Are we just now collectively importing all our worship language? It's fascinating, isn't it? I, I guess there was a, certainly a period where you felt like so much of the great songs that we were singing were, was coming out of the UK. Yeah. I guess the sort of 90s and uh, into the noughties, but maybe we've there's not such a big groundswell of, of writers that are really... And a lot, I, I would say a lot of them, have, you know, the, our great writers have gone on to be vicars and yeah. church planters and stuff, which is a great <laughs> thing to do, but maybe there's a new generation of new writers that needs to to bubble up or or maybe we need to start supporting one another more and being more aware of what we're, what we're yeah seeing we could be more intentional about we'd all be more intentional about going and looking to see what's been written on our doorstep on in our you know in our neighborhood in our country mm. Mm. well i went back um not to that gathering but to the same place in ashburnham place on the south coast uh, a couple of days ago for the Songs from the Tree songwriting retreat, which Geraldine and Kerry Luce have been leading. Um, and we're going to hear from them later in the programme, actually. I did a bit of an interview, which was really helpful. But it was great to be involved with. Um, it was, we, we've sort of described it as a kind of franchise of our songwriting retreats. So Kerry and Geraldine are leading it, and they do it in partnership with Resound. So I was so thrilled to be there, and Judy was there as well um to input and to help people with their songs and do a bit of recording and, and stuff it was kind of exhausting um but really gratifying um and and encouraging yeah brilliant things i'm I'm so delighted Ooh. that this ministry is growing in various different expressions and it's yeah. a completely different demographic yeah. of people um we, we've talked before about having very few women on the songwriting retreat this one was almost all women wow um, and age-wise, it was probably an older demographic, and yeah. um, there was a wider racial mix as well, and in fact, people from different countries wow. as well. So, yeah, but really cool that that's happening. That's great. Um, and the other big, big, big news <laughs> is uh, we're recording a new album Ooh. on the 25th of May this year. That's the bank holiday weekend. Um and it's a live album, and we want you to come. Not you. So. Oh. Well, yes, you, but everyone else. <laughs> uh, so those of you listening, we want you to come. Come. Um, because we're going to record, we want to do it live, live band. Um, we want to 
big live congregation. We're going to include some of the resound favourites that um, you lot know about, but the rest of the world doesn't know about, and we've never really showcased in a in a really brilliant way, and um, probably one or two new ones as well, and um, sort of mix of those things. So, what's the reason behind doing this? Is it so we become YouTube stars, or yeah, yeah, basically, <laughs> <much>. really <laughs> want to break the tube. <laughs> um, do you know? When people say to me, "All oh, right, Resound Worship, what do you do? Um, like, what songs have you?" And I always think, "Oh, what can I? Ch- uh, I'll, well, you could listen to Christmas songs. That's really good, but it's kind of Christmassy. And uh, you could listen well songs for Sundays. But we sort of deliberately did that in a way that wasn't all about the recording and the CD, but it was more about the song. So it's not. What would I actually point you to? Mm. And then I think, yeah, there's a whole bunch of songs that I'd love you to listen to. But we recorded the demos back in the day when we we didn't know what we were doing." So I think there's something about that, just saying, hang on, we have actually got now, now that we're beginning to get some more professional sounding stuff out there, we've got a whole load of songs um, that we would love to be able to share more widely. And also just the, it, things have changed since we started. When we began Resound together as naive young worship leaders, uh, we could record a song on our tape recorder at home and um, put the music up and sing it on a website and people would come and get it. But now people are often, they not don't want to go off to lots of websites. People really love to share a YouTube video yeah. of a song. And yeah. a live, you know, yeah, actually they yeah, want to yeah. see a song see rather than just yeah. hear it. Um, so it's, it, part of it is, is that. So we're going to film the event as well and we want to make some, some videos of the songs. But also because we've got one or two other projects coming up which are really kind of niche and specific yeah. and trying to address a particular thing. Um, and we kind of like before those come out for people to go oh resound worship yeah. they write some great songs for worship yeah. so that then when we present the other stuff it, it, we've kind of laid the groundwork and they cool. they might take it more seriously sounds fun yeah but so 25th of May there'll be a, be ways of, of booking and registering and so on but it's going to be free it's a big free event and we really would love you to come so you know don't go to a big church day out <laughs> <laughs> let's have some correspondence Uh, yeah, we had an email from Nick, uh, who said, firstly, Dissector Classic, have we run out of slightly more classic classics, or have you consciously decided <laughs> to go with more up-to-date songs? Challenging, I guess, as by definition a classic has to staying power, but it raises an interesting question of whether there will be true classics ever again, as the speed of turnover just increases and increases. Mm. Well, it's a very fair point, Nick. Um, firstly, you used the word classic so many times that... No, that's fine. I think that's enough time to say classic. <laughs> it's a classic email. Um, no, that's fair. It, it's a good observation because we did deliberately decide to try and include some more current stuff. So we're broadening the idea of classic mm. because partly we don't want to just focus on the past. We want the podcast to feel relevant to people who weren't around 25 years ago and just don't know what yeah. the songs we're talking about are. And to sort of recognise that there are some really good songs out there and ask questions about why is this one taking off? Why has yeah. this one grabbed us? Mm. So, yeah, I think it's an astute Feels like we did There Is A Redeemer fairly recently. It's quite a classic. That was, yeah, I mean, that's not from yesterday, is it? Oh, come all you faithful. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're absolutely right, Nick, we have. And then he, uh, he also mentions um, Oh, Praise The Name and... Uh, Great song, great discussion, but I was intrigued you didn't mention the tonal range of the melody. That's the one thing that holds me back from using it more. Uh, yeah, uh, that's a fair point. I don't think we did mention that. 
Um, it does have a very big range, um, which I, I haven't looked at. I work out, but it's like, I don't know, it's 11, 12 notes or something. Mm. It's a, it is a big range. It seems to work anyway. And I suppose that's that's the thing there. Some, some it doesn't dwell in a in a really high place, and the verse has quite a range in itself. So it's not like you kind of have a low bit, low, 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 mm. and then super high bit. Yeah. And the whole thing uses the range that's there. Um, and that bit where, towards the end of the song where it jumps up, da, 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 is that yeah. higher than the chorus? No, you're asking. How does it go? Yeah, it's one note higher, isn't yeah. it? I was just wondering if you didn't do that jump at the end. So it's a fair point. Sometimes the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Yeah, I, 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 I guess what I would probably say is, don't just look at the song in a book and go oh the range of this is too mm. wide actually when you sing it sometimes you go oh this range is kind of workable because of the way that we build up to the high notes mm. thanks nick shall we have brian's brain yes time for brian's brain do you like the new jingle i love um... the new jingle the new jingle is great uh but i think we are thinking of changing this yeah feature aren't we so what we might do in the future um dear listener is um broaden our um, looking out to other people to give us input on songwriting. So whether that's a quote from a classic songwriter or another book. So if you've got uh, little bits of wisdom that you've got from books or podcasts or whatever, feel free to email those in and we'll be looking as well. Yeah, because this... we, we've sort of probably stolen enough of Brian's ideas. Yeah, he'll probably be suing us fairly soon. <laughs> but anyway, this is the last uh, um, for now for a bit from How Not to Write a Hit Song uh, by Brian Oliver. Uh, and he actually is quoting Paul Simon here. Uh, his his issue, this is number 68 of his 101 reasons uh, that a song won't work. And it says, uh, thinking poems and song lyrics are the same. And the quote from Paul Simon is, lyrics have elements that could be shared with poetry, but they're not poems. They're meant to be sung. They come out of the rhythm of the music as opposed to creating your own rhythm of the words. Uh, I think that's a, that's a really good point. And... Um, I think a lot of the people who are involved in Resound are maybe words people first. Mm. And so we'll focus in on the words. We'll spend a lot of time getting the words right. And that, that kind of idea that poetry just sits in and of itself without music. And so you need to have the rhythm of the words. Whereas actually there's this kind of symbiotic relationship when you've got music and words together. So you have to think, actually, are my, are my words sitting well with this music? Uh, and are they sitting well as lyrics rather than just as poetry? Because I think often something might work as poetry, but actually when you put it with the music, it's it's struggling to be to be heard. Hmm. Good stuff. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> okay, don't come in the podcast with that every day. No. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Sam. Time to review January in the 12 Song Challenge. For January, we set you the task of writing a song for Easter week. Uh, actually, it's not really called Easter week, is it? I've learned that since I did Holy it. week. Holy week. Yeah, is I thought Easter week is actually the bit after Easter. Yeah. Um, for the week that builds up to Easter. Um, particularly thinking that the Bible is full of accounts of all kinds of different things that go on in that week. Um, in lots of traditions, there are several different gatherings and services and stuff going on. And we wanted to write songs for those moments, um, right from 
Palm Sunday right through to the we talked about the end of Easter Sunday um, and just trying to grab those different moments and, and focus in on them and wow what a fantastic set of songs a lot of songs a lot of songs uh, and co- covering a lot of the range of the week I'm not sure we did every single moment but a lot of the range of it and also I'm really encouraged about the forum is the way that people are commenting and feeding back and encouraging one another and mm. there's revision going on so um and it's i don't i mean i don't think you know i'm on there all that much really people are are, are you know amongst themselves critiquing and improving stuff yeah you could almost say they don't need us <laughs> <laughs> shall we not say that just in case they realize <laughs> yeah i love it fantastic it's it's becoming a great community um and there's definitely, and there were some individuals on there as well. You can who are who are really kind of applying mm. themselves and make a point of going and yeah. um, inputting on everyone's songs. So yeah, brilliant. Really appreciate it, and um, a great collection of stuff. Sam, you picked one out that you particularly liked. Yeah, I liked Andrew Finden's song. Uh, he has written a song for uh, Good Friday, and I think it's particularly notable that he is really stuck with the kind of Good Friday themes. Uh, rather than talk about the resurrection or or other kind of aspects. Um, so it's really focused in on the cross. And also the fact that he's definitely revised it within this last month and things mm. have changed. So the, the version here is a, is a is a is an improved version on what he first posted. Mm, cool. Let's have a little listen.
nice one, Andrew. Do you know one thing he's done really well? It's quite long. He's written quite a lot, and he's still not gone on to the resurrection. Yeah. Um. When you know where it comes from, that's really impressive, isn't it? Mm. Um. As a, and it doesn't feel like it lacks. It doesn't feel like it's somehow sort of theologically falling short. He's just kind of explored, explored the cross in itself. And found plenty to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Very singable. There was one person um, on the forum who commented, as a Lutheran, I've been told to put the Alleluia's away during Lent. Mm. Which is quite an interesting idea. I mean, poor Andrew, he's already been through several rounds with this, <laughs> but it's a cool thing as well to think of, isn't it? Oh, can I actually, can I make that statement then without, without an Alleluia? Yeah, so could you do the, could you do that sort of, shout of praise in his refrain bit yeah without, without the alleluia in another way would would a lutheran allow you to say praise the lord lutherans are very cross <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea what a lutheran would allow <laughs> dear lutherans do do tell us you're really cross <laughs> How to not get invited to the... Oh, uh, dear. We're not being invited to the Lutheran... Lutheran Symposium. How about a bit of Travis? Yay. I was going to say, how about a bit of Travis Ham? I meant Travis Sam. But it's because Travis is called Travis Ham. Travisham. I don't think you pronounce it Travisham. I think it's it's Travisham, isn't it? it? I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay. He's American, so it's possible. I think it's worse when we're in the same room. I think there's an element of decorum when we're in different places. Let's have a listen. We have heard the promise of a king to come who will lift our sorrow into joyful song. We have heard this prophet call the dead to rise. Is he God incarnate or a sacrifice? Son of David, hear our cry. Liberate us, King Jesus. Son of David, be our Nice one, Travis. Uh, Travis has been one of the um, most consistent kind of participants in the forum as well. So it's really nice to um, share. Well, to be honest, he's written good stuff every time. We just yeah. um, first time we managed to squeeze one into the show. And I, one thing he tried to do is write on on Palm Sunday without using the word Hosanna. Yeah. So his chorus is "Son of David, hear our cry, liberate <laughs> us, King Jesus." And I think that's pretty good because it's. It's much more accessible as a as an expression, um, and I think I mean the strength of the song is the chorus. I think that's really catchy. I wondered whether I just kind of figured "Son of David, be our light, liberate us, King Jesus." I'd repeat "Liberate us, King Jesus." I don't think I wouldn't finish on the "Son of David." Yeah, it's a bit too um, many sons of David. Or "Liberate us, come and save us," 
or something like that. Yeah. That would just feel like a stronger yeah. end. But and also just really nice, concise, concise lyrics in the verses. But I feel like this could, you know, if you have a band with it and stuff, it could have a lot of energy, good sort of celebratory song, but then it's got, you know, good some good content as well. Yeah. Nice job. Nice one. I'm going to play you a song, Sam. Awesome. So I'm going to sing you, Sam, what I had a go at, um, and I think you'll work out which story it's from. <laughs> I think, oh, actually, I think it's swung. When my flesh is weak and my soul would sleep Jesus would you keep me watching and praying when my eyes are dim and I'm drawn by the lures of sin let my peace begin by watching and praying Savior words you come to me here in my Gethsemane so my heart will Watching and praying Yeah, that's all I got. That's really good. What a good idea to kind of take that very small detail of the story, really, and turn it into a, you know, a personal reflection on, yeah, actually, sometimes I'm like those disciples. Hmm. Um, Thanks. Yeah, I like that. I wondered if... um, the watching and praying could go a bit higher. Go on. Savior, would you keep me watching and praying? So, this yeah, it's a bit more of a hook. Um, the uh, somebody on the forum said a couple of quite good ideas actually melodically. One of them suggested, Jesus, would you keep me what? No, I like that. That's funky. Jesus, <laughs> would you keep me watching and praying? Yeah, just straighting it like that. Watching and praying Just quite nice I I feel like it wants to go up a bit Watching and praying Watching and praying Yeah, something like that Watching (laughs) and praying (laughs) (laughs) And all those find the best The other one, the other bit was in the the chorus Um, So I sing Saviour, would you come to me Here in my and the other suggestion was Saviour would you come to me Here in my Gethsemane So my heart will always be I'm not even sure whether those go ding 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 or ba da dum Yeah I sort of like the alternative suggestion uh, but it is also the first line of Piano Man. <laughs> Nine o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> Turns it slightly more into a drinking song. 
<laughs> I don't know whether that matters. Um, yeah, and did uh, somebody else commented on whether it needs the watching and praying at the end of the chorus as well? Um, I I started to suggest I could leave out watching and prayings, and yeah, it's not generally it's... people were going. I oh, know I like the watching and praying. Keep the watching and praying. Oh really? Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not entirely convinced. Too I'm many. Yeah. Not sure. It's so. Don't need to labour it, do you? Well, you end up saying, so my heart will always be, which, you know, you, you, you could actually take those last two lines and really... Are you suggesting my last two lines need to make sense? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I think this is the first time in this year's 12 Song Challenge I've written something where I'm, I'm enjo- I feel Yay! like oh, I want to push this one yeah, a bit. I feel I want to cool. go somewhere with it because... I feel like I found a moment and a thing. Yeah. And, and I... The, do you think it's all right? I, this idea that actually, of course, Gethsemane is Jesus' moment, but also there's a sense in which for disciples, their Gethsemane was, can I just... Can I keep... Can I keep yeah, my I eyes open? So. Can I keep on trusting and watching and praying? And I so think on? so. I mean, I think both... You know, both Jesus and the disciples have a sort of... A challenge and a choice to make, don't yeah. they, in that, in that context? And Jesus chooses well and... The disciples don't choose so well, and so I think to say your Gethsemane to me makes me think of a you know place of challenge and choice, and mm. uh, you know, are you going to go God's way? Are you gonna That's go another God's song. Way. <laughs> are you going to go God's way? Go on, then, Sam. You play me something, man. My thing was to to do the Sat- uh, Easter Saturday thing to try and write a song for that sense of Jesus has died. And not to resolve it into into resurrection, um, and I decided to write it to the tune of "When I Survey the Wondrous Cross." Yeah. And subsequently, two people then wrote alternative tunes, which was just really exciting. Yeah. Um, and I, I like both of them, I, uh, particularly um, Keiko's one. Um, I thought was really really beautiful. But I guess that at the end of the day, for me, uh, if this was a song that you're going to sing on Easter Saturday. I don't necessarily think you would want to learn a whole new tune. Mm. Uh, so that's why that's why I was trying to do okay. this. Yeah, yeah. Um, the stone is rolled to seal the grave. The soldiers stand to guard the door. The years of hope, the hearts of faith, cold as the dew. Dead as our Lord. The tears of anger and regret The cock has The traitor fled Disciples frightened and confused where once was peace, now only dread. Where can they go? Where can they run? His words were true, eternal life. Yet even Christ has felt death's sting Since curse extinguishing love's light 
We stand with them with the bereaved. Stand with the broken, torn, and bruised. We hold our doubts, our tears, our pain, and by our nails hold to the truth. And that there's a sun we cannot see, a resurrection yet to dawn, uh, and that holds us through the night, a path that leads to Easter. That's great. <laughs> I do cry easily. I didn't cry this time. Um, that's fantastic, Sam. I really, really like that. Um, yeah. It, I remember when you first did it and you had all the normal chords. Yeah. And it's quite sort of sweet and the, the substitutions make the whole thing just more pregnant oh, and... Cool. Um, awkward which just sort of suits the yeah like they're not so awkward that they don't fit but they you know, they're like they just fit in a way that leaves the whole thing and it's got um, intentionally it's sort of very unresolved yeah because somebody commented on the forum i would like there to be a sort of harmonic change in the last verse but for me it was like i i mean it could still be a harmonic change but if it was a harmonic change that, that became very musically resolved yeah. that would kind of not have that feeling of like we're not there yet yeah Great. I mean, just yeah. And I, the question is, is it? I mean, is it just for Easter Saturday? Is it a? It's also exposed for a kind of Good Friday. It depends on the context where you where you use it, doesn't it? But yeah, I mean, I, or can you sing it outside of that? I, well, I sort of hope so in a way. Yeah. Like the sort of stand with them with the bereaved makes me think you could potentially sing this, maybe at a funeral yeah. or maybe at another time when you're trying to highlight that sense of. I mean, you would probably have to set it up and say, you know, there's a time in the church year when, yeah. or, you know, let's think about these disciples who are in this situation. Because I think unless you've got the sort of narrative context, it doesn't really make sense. But I sort of hope, you know, if people were willing to go there, it might be a song that could yeah. A couple of th thoughts lyrically. Because yeah, um, I remember you had the hearts of love and you change it to the hearts of faith, cold as the tomb, dead as our love. I, I think that's really strong. The idea that kind of it's crushed their faith. Um, but I sort of think I think maybe you need to sing "Dead as Their Lord" because in the storytelling, oh yeah, if you, that's you a tell the story and then we just get to we place ourselves in it, but yeah, without sort of being imposed. Yeah, there's a few changes yeah. in here that are already from things yeah, that you and other great. people said. So I had the stone was rolled, and you said, well, "What about if it was all kind of present tense?" Yeah, um, yeah. There's some and the stuff about. Um, his words were true eternal life i love that because that's the place like hang on we his words were supposed to be eternal life yeah and now he's felt death sting what what is going on yeah yeah, 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 yeah. it's strong it's about and it because of the context because of the picture you create you can say that without us going whoa hang on you know what's he mm. saying we we totally get it um i also just wanted the right at the end you know you could kind of have a colon through to the last verse yeah can you just say there is a sun we cannot see a resurrection yet to dawn, so that actually, it, as a just as a piece of text, it yeah, holds I see what you mean. together. Because you said, and by our nails, hold to the truth, which I must say as well, it's a that's yeah, great using nails, but 
somebody had that yeah that that issue with it that maybe it, are people going to be confused because you think that Jesus yeah. you know was kind of held yeah. by his nails which I, I I think I was sort of intending that double meaning I think it's alright in this one in this context I think it, it's full of question and double meaning and, and stuff isn't it um, yeah I'm glad you like it and I, you know I'm hoping I can you know finish it and and, and people might be able to use it um I think the one thing I've really learned this last couple of months, um, this and a few other things I've written to hymn tunes. Yeah. Um, and whether or not it stays in the hymn tune or whether you write it to a hymn tune and then... But I really found it so much easier writing with that existing tune in my mind. Yeah. Because it, it just meant I could get all those musical ideas out of the way and just kind of focus on the lyrics. Um it, it sort of came pretty quickly once I, you know, got the initial idea. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Well done for... Yeah, well done, everyone. ...your input. January. Yeah, thanks for everyone who's pitched in on the forum and mm. just encouraged people to kind of keep going with these. Because actually, you know, this this challenge is really timely, that if people were to now push on, finish those songs, they'd be ready to use in, in April. That's true, actually. And so um, do crack on with them and post up your revisions come on mm. let's let's see them let's let's hear where you get to with them um because there are already people saying oh i might sing this you know yeah like, i'd like to use this one um so let's do that so we go on to february february so i spent a few days with uh kerry and geraldine in ashburnham and one of their distinctives in or for me certainly in their songwriting is where um the way they use improvisation um, so I caught up with them, stuck a microphone in their face and asked them a few questions. Well, I'm very <laughs> delighted to be joined by Kerry and Geraldine Luce here in the beautiful surroundings of Ashburnham Place Ooh. in Kent. This is in Kent, isn't it? East Sussex. In East Sussex. <laughs> I was following a sat-nav on the way here. I thought it was dark. I don't know where we are. Oh, I'm sure I went through Kent. Yes. Maybe I did. Probably would. Maybe that's yeah. it. Anyway, great to have you. Um, <laughs> and uh, Geraldine, you've been on the show before. And Kerry, lovely to welcome hey. you. Um, so we're here at the Songs from the Tree songwriting mm. retreat. Can you just mm. just tell us first up um, what's happening here this week, mm. and maybe just a bit about that whole Songs from the Tree idea? Mm. So this week is our um, songwriting retreat, time conference, however you want to say it, and it's a loose music production in partnership with Resound. Oh, whoop, yeah. whoop. And um, um, and the. And space in the week for, obviously, for our guests to come and write, and um, but also place for input on melody and and words and worship together and the like. And the songs from the tree idea actually um, was an idea that we we had been doing and had been using, but it was the the very lovely Sam Hargreaves who actually mm. um, after a, I think it's an earlier podcast that that he and I did back in the day said this is what it looks like and so he came and and, and just showed us a tree 
and um, and at the bottom there was seed, and then the bark, the, the trunk was the feeding, and then um, we've since modified that. So the crown of the tree is to do with sharing, and uh, so seed feeding the seed, which is to do with how you develop the song and then sharing the song. So for, for us, we realise that and realise that with some of our friends that it's all, we're all very intense about the song and, and, and growing the song, but we're not very good at where the song is going right. and who is it for. So that was part of the sharing thing. So if, if I had a flip chart behind me I'd be able to show you <laughs> right now so I'm actually holding it up Imagine yeah you can it. see what you like yeah, yeah. nobody can see <laughs> Kerry's holding his up too you know green so screen. trees green <laughs> but yeah that's it. so songs from the tree in terms of of that um that diagram but also we're surrounded as you know in Ashburnham by gorgeous trees and so it's a bit of a play on words there did you spot that yeah it's very good <laughs> it's very good um we'd be we were just commenting weren't we that um when we have the retreat in Yorkshire up north, yeah, yeah, yeah. we often have 75% men and yeah. 25% women. Yeah. Here in Ashburnham down south, yeah. we seem to have the opposite. Yay. And um, we've got mainly women and, mm. and a smaller bunch of men. Mm. Um, and do you think that's, uh, Carrie, do you think that's in some way that's perhaps a reflection of um, different approaches to songwriting? Is it just geography? Do you think it's our different characters? What, are, what is drawing these people in different ways? <clears throat> must be the Lord, I'd say. <laughs> well, you know, because he's, he's here ahead of time. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we, we just trust that he gathers the right people mm. for the, the time, for the, for the specific event. Mm. And beyond that, it's, it's very hard to conjecture uh, in terms of uh, particularly, yeah, this male or female it's hard to mm. conjecture that but yeah we we just God's brought the right and it's a beautiful great bunch of people beautiful bunch of people um that are here um who are really serious about their writing and who are in love with Jesus as well mm. and only to express that in different ways mm. uh so we love being in worship space with them mm. and uh working yeah, crafting together with them. Mm. Uh, it's an honour. An honour. Uh, yeah, it is. And I love the fact that actually, that if you put the two groups together, my goodness, what a rich yeah. group it is. And so, so I, I, I don't see it as I know you don't see it by any way in terms of a competition or in terms of, oh, what is, what, what is this? But I, I kind of think it's, it's pure body of Christ stuff, you know, in the sense that, 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 that different gifts and different, Mm. Uh, parts of the body play different roles, you yeah. know, and and what it looks like down here is is like this. And I, I love the fact that you know that in the room we have people who have you know the Afro Caribbean, the African um, uh, uh, vibe coming in there too, the European vibe coming in there too, you know, in terms of fr France and and Hungary and Germany, and so it, it's just like. Right, God, thank you that, you know, together um, resound North and South, songwriting North and South. There's, there is such a rich, I was going to say smorgasbord, board, but I'm not sure if I can say that in <laughs> well, Sweden. Yeah, I need Sam for that, yeah. <laughs> some, some other way. Well, I've been delighted to be here and um, so much. excited to participate. Joel's been amazing. Oh, bless you. He really has. Well, it's been lovely to join in and contribute what I can. 
Um, and um, one of the things I've loved about working with you two over recent years is um, I feel very aware of um, what you could call contrasting approaches, but actually complementary approaches in terms of songwriting. Mm -hmm. And the, the particular thing, well, I just love that you're able to lead and teach things that I would never be able, I can barely get my head around <laughs> sometimes. And I wonder whether it's the same the other way around as well. Mm, right, yeah, um, yeah. But particularly your, your use of improvisation and your very kind of focused use of improvisation in mm. songwriting. That's the specific thing I'd just love to ask you about for a minute or two now. Mm. Um, how, you, how you use improvisation as a tool mm. in, in that songwriting process. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, I, just very practically, um, we... If, if for, in, in our experience, we just recognise that for some people, if you say improvisation, it just freezes in their faces and the, and the brain goes like into some face. kind of... Yeah. You've seen my I, face when you get me to do I wasn't it. going to mention your face. Um, but yeah, and it's just like improvisation. And, and I guess part of the, um, the thing that we've been wanting to do is just to kind of debug the mystery really and just bring it to a place of ordinary everyday what mm. is in your hand let's start there and so we um we would start so we write as you know with judy gresham and joe dory on a regular basis the four of us and and we start in terms of 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 new ideas and let's write a song together we'll start with a process we call like hold the phone and it literally is press voice memo voice record and start singing um into in singing on a theme so we may have prayed before we may have kind of said let's um mind map a theme i don't know the cross or um ecology or what what's uh, what issues concern us in terms of war and um and now let's just sing for 30 seconds a minute just sing your idea and improvise that so i'll start singing an idea press pause pass it to Kerry. Kerry will sing an idea that may kind of improvise on from my idea so it may mm -hmm. take the things that i've done or it may become something completely different pass the phone to judy pass the phone to joe mm -hmm. so by the end of that four minute um time we've got four seeds if you like four yeah. I ideas sing about being in the west room ah yeah so here we are in the restroom the restroom the rest that sounds like the west room <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious! And the sun is breaking through the windows. Joel's over there with the microphone, and we're sat here at a keyboard. Talking about improvisation, Kerry. In the West Room, the West Room. Not the restroom, not the restroom, <laughs> but the West Room. We can see for miles. In the West Room. Yeah. And then we pass it to two Okay, others, so you pass it on. Yeah. Um, I, I, something I'd love to ask is, where are you in your mind there? Are you here, or are you already imagining where the song is going? Are you improvising for the moment, or are you... Do you see what I'm asking? It's both, really. Yeah. So, as 
uh, I'm here because I'm listening to what's just been sung and responding to it. So I'm taking that nowness of what the spoonerism that just happened. But then I'm also looking out of the window, actually, and you can see for miles in the West Room. So maybe that symbolizes uh, the looking beyond as well. Uh, So it's important, I think, to have both, to hold both intention, Mm. what you're already seeing, but what you've not yet seen. And surely that's, as songwriters, we're, we're teasing out the future yet unseen. Mm. It's not yet written down. It's not yet in the air. Mm. So it's that. But what's what have we already got? What mm. are we all, what's already in our hands? Mm. So yeah, that's. And I think that the, the already <clears throat> in our hands bit. I think for me, when you ask where am I in my head, I am still in conversation with you, but I'm just singing it. Mm. That's where I am in my head. So I'm, so I'm still for me in this room having a conversation. As I would, but I'm just now putting words to the conversation that I would normally be speaking. It's yeah. that. Um, yeah. So you're not at this stage. I mean, obviously, we're singing about the West Room, and we could have been or the Rest Room. We could <laughs> have been singing. Um, we could have been sort of more focused. Let's sing about Jesus' love or, or something. Mm. But even then, you're not in your mind at St Mary's Church in Doncaster leading worship. You're you're just letting yeah, just letting it out. Yeah. And have you always been able to do? or have you learned it? That's a good question. I think... I think... I have always been able to do that, although I didn't know I was. Mm. Um, And certainly in our experience in working with others, although you do bring a really good point about introvert and extrovert and um, sensing and intuitive, which you probably will need to explain, but I can't about about those who can't, who can't improvise because there's nothing inside or that kind of um, concept. But I think in my experience, what, what I've discovered is that people um, just need to know the tools for, the, for mm. the job. And so so saying things like it's a conversation, saying things like you're actually improvising already when you're having conversations, unless you spent the night working out <laughs> how you are going to respond yeah, to a question you've not yet heard. Yeah. So, so, so it's just kind of just taking the mystery from actually we're, we're improvising with every response we make to any conversation. We're already doing that. So if that's, that is your tool or your weapon in that sense, so the tools we're trying to, to, to add to that or enhance is how to melodise that, yeah. how to add, add rhythm to that conversation, that response, how to frame it within a particular thematic content or concept and um, and then all the other things that apply is it within range for a vocal is it which um, thing is it for all of those questions come later but the improvisation thing um, I think I'd always been able to do but I just didn't know the tools um, to apply it to myself or how to teach it to others that came later Mm, in terms of sung uh, improvisation I guess being comfortable with singing is a lot to do with home actually if singing has been in the home like in your child particularly uh, then it's it's already a place where the connections are made you naturally step into it so for Geraldine uh, being in a home where choir rehearsals were happening mm-hmm. where her parents were singing mm-hmm. 
for for me, my dad and mum would sing, particularly my my father. Mm-hmm. Um, so those connections were already home to me. So going into adulthood, those had been established. Mm-hmm. But you know, even if that's not your story, mm-hmm. is we can make home where we want to make home. Actually, so um, to step into that place of of making singing a, a place of home. And, uh, you know, the Lord is my strength and my song. So that's the place where we can find our home in the song of God by choosing to, to put our feet into that place and just to, to start singing. So it makes, yeah, to make singing a habit, a, a daily place. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we create a place of home around that, even if it's not in our childhood. So no one's excluded from the singing and the improvisation fest. Mm-hmm. So say so you've done your improvisation for a few minutes and you've recorded it on your phone mm-hmm. what do you do with it then? So when we write with uh, Joe and Judy as a four we'll typically swap ideas so uh, we'll take, they're all seed ideas. So, so they all turn into a song or, or do you, are you selective then? So we'll have one seed idea to work from each so we may have more than, we may have recorded six melodies yeah. uh, so we'd pick one melody to work on each mm. that usually it's the one that we've not created ourselves because mm. we like that idea of okay it's, it's the extra challenge of that and also if it's not shareable as a seed idea initially then it's not going to be that congregational yeah. <laughs> so it's got to translate quickly mm. to somebody else so that's that's the approach that we take and then six weeks or four to six weeks down the line when we meet again we'll come back with our response to that those yeah. seeds mm-hmm. and so we'll be we'll have the bones of a of a song or at least the chorus mm-hmm. section mm-hmm. do the seeds always stay in the song or do they sometimes get you know does mm-hmm. the the song grow out of them and discard the seed <laughs> at the end how does that yeah, work that has happened to us actually yes yeah, so the, 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 didn't the communion song, I think, come from a completely different... It started, it had a seed, but then it went to um, somewhere completely different. So the communion, communion song on Songs for Sundays came as a result of, of, of moving from... And I think it actually came from the core progression in, in the end rather than the initial right. seed. Um, so yeah, songs have been known, and and I think you who fear the Lord again. There was it was a different um, seed, and then it was just as we were working on some of the chord progressions from this other song that was forming that the improvisation led to you who fear the Lord, and then oh, it's become a different song. Yeah. So I I think we're we're happy with the flux of it. Yeah. We, I think we're, we choose to be, in, as a four, intentional about working on each of the seeds. And so week two or session two, we come with our, um, the bare bones of our chorus, play it through, tweak it, see what happens, then swap it again so somebody else will have that and take it, take it on. Um, and then sometimes they will, you know, um, go to complete songs or sometimes mm. it might you know, go somewhere else, as we said. But we're happy, I think, with mm-hmm. the tension of this needs to go somewhere and it may change mm. and become something completely different. So for our 12-song challenge participants, yeah. um, most of them will be working on their own. Mm. Um, so I, I suppose they could gather a group of people, but imagine mm. that they're, they're probably going to be 
German, not germinating. What's the word? These seeds are going to be planted potentially in an individual context. Yes. How, yeah. what, how would you sort of approach that as if it were you on your own without the rest mm. of the group? Um, I mean, I, I think the principle for me applies in this, the same principle applies in the sense that j- just sing, just respond in terms of conversation um, about the particular concept. So do a mind map and uh, gather your words. I loved what you were saying last night about foraging. So for, for, for me, if I'm thinking about a theme, then read the newspaper articles around that, read Bible around that, forage for words, do the thesaurus thing around your mind map, and then literally just start, just press um, record and sing. One of the things I would say um, in terms of doing um, seeds by, or generating seeds by yourself is don't go on for too long. So I would do... Um, sing for about 30 seconds, press stop, and then start again, a minute max. Yeah. Because the, the issue then is listening back to all of those ideas. So I would probably generate, um, I don't know, 10, 15 different ideas, musical ideas. Some of them will have words, some of them will just be la, 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 <laughs> but different melodies, but responding to that. And then, and then coming back and having a listen through to them and seeing if any of them spark off any ideas how do you know which is the one you're going to follow it for me it's not a science it's just a oh i like that one more than i liked you know and they haven't even got names so sometimes it's like number four and number five you know (laughs) or it might be um the ones where i sang egg and bacon and the ones where i sang blue sky you know so it's it literally is a I, i i think if if it comes to the stage where you're having difficulty choosing, just start at number one. So this is a stage where it, it, it is just part, mainly intuitive, but bring in the pragmatism in terms of, I don't know which one to choose, then go back to the beginning and start yeah. there and then see if you can take So you're still on. testing them out to some extent. You, mm. take, you take the seeds, but you've, you've not fixed on one. No. This now must be the song. Mm. I'll try and develop it. And yes. I'll see where it goes. Yes. And if yes. it starts to go, then I'll yes. go with it. And so the song, um, Lord, you hear the cry of yeah. everybody weeping, was a song that came very much from that process. So I, just, I had the luxury of having a week. And so on Monday, let's say, I planted, if you like, or sang out, let's say, eight different song ideas. And... Um, and got to Wednesday and thought, oh, you know, I've been going back over all of these seeds and singing them through and a few songs, I've got maybe a chorus and a verse of one, but nothing's really happened. And Thursday then thought, let me just start at the first one again. Mm. And by that time in the week, I'd been experiences happening, phone calls, conversations and stuff and reading. And so then as I got back to it, then it was literally, Lord, you hear the of the weirdo. Lord, it was just that, you know, yeah. going, and that was four days later. I don't know how many attempts at trying to uh, get something from the initial seeds, but there was no magic in it. I can't say that it was like I heard it and went, ooh, this is going to be a good one. It was yeah. literally kind of, yeah. no, nah, no, nah, oh, <laughs> does that feel a bit boring? Oh, I don't know, but let me, you know, it's that, those are the kind of questions. Mm. Would you always do this a cappella or... Kerry, you would often sort of set a mood or a feel or a rhythm or something, wouldn't you? You asked and answered the question all at once. <laughs> yeah. That's quite smart. That's actually intuitive 
Yeah, no, we'd, we'd work a cappella sometimes, mm. but also we'd work with a framework uh, chordally. So. Um, because the piano there is in tune, I'm not having to think too much about getting my notes vocally in tune. So I'm mm. not even in that headspace. I'm just feeling mm. uh, the shape of the melody. So the, the, right, the right focus uh, for melody comes out. And we've, we've also just done it with having a djembe, so djembe and an mm -hmm. egg, you know, mm -hmm. something, and then just set up a rhythm and... Pass the phone to Kerry. Kerry sing while I play, and then and, and swap back. You know, so it, it a cappella or with some percussion, or even just slapping on your thighs, mm -hmm. just getting something. Mm. So you've got sound in the air, and then or the piano. One of the more recent ones we've started to do is to use um, garage band loops and things, and just stick some loops on. And it, it does take you to a slightly different place, mm. but improvising over mm -hmm. over loops and stuff is is mm. is also a, a a great starting point. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. <laughs> Wasn't that great? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've you know, been around Kerry and Geraldine a lot. Uh, and it, I think for both you and I, this is, you know, not perhaps our natural way of working. But it's yeah. great to be thrown into that situation where it's much less about, OK, I'm going to have a, a logical cerebral idea about what my song's going to be about and I'm going to go and research it. It's This is much more just start throwing paint at the wall and seeing yeah. what sticks. Yeah. And actually... For me, you know, being involved in with them doing that sort of stuff, I found it to be a really helpful way to get things going. And you know, you get you definitely get pushed out of your comfort zone when you're doing it, but it can be really, really fruitful. Yeah. So here's the challenge for February: we want you to improvise some seed ideas and then follow one of them through to write a song. And just to help you along the way, um, we're going to suggest. You get the book of Psalms and you open it up somewhere and start with a favourite if you want or, you know, if the Bible falls open in the middle, it's normally in a psalm. <laughs> and hit record on your phone or some other such device and just scan your eyes over it and start to improvise some stuff, sing some stuff. And don't write a song. Yeah. Okay. And don't write a song. We're not asking for a version of the psalm. Yeah. If it turns into a version of the psalm, great. But actually what we want is just grab some phrases from it. Yeah. Sing some, record them. Come back and listen through, and which one grabs you? Which one are you going to now follow through to writing a song? Other than that, it's up to you. So what are we asking people to post? Are they going to post their seed ideas, or are they just going to post the song that comes out of the seed ideas? I think we'd like them to post the song, but tell yeah. us what the seed idea okay. was. So they, they go through this process of opening a psalm, improving, coming back a day or so later, mining those seed ideas to start a song, and then... 
you can you can then tell us oh well this was my seed idea and yeah and i think this is going to be a challenge for people on our forum because a lot of people are a challenge for me (laughs) (laughs) i'm more like us in that it will be that that kind of more cerebral thought process but i just want to challenge people just to go for it as an exercise yeah and not to overthink it just to you know just try this out for this month as an idea and see where it leads you and probably as well if you try it once and you find yourself really embarrassed and you can barely sing anything, you know, come back the next day and have another go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, have a few goes at it. Yeah. It might be that it, you know, you don't grab it first time. Great. Well, looking forward to hearing all those songs. Uh, that is the end of podcast number 49. Very much looking forward to episode 50. Woo! That will be coming up at the beginning of March. Um, do get in touch with us we love to hear from you uh, you can tweet us at Resound Worship you can Facebook us facebook.com slash resoundworship.org you can email us podcast at resoundworship.org or you can stop us in the street and speak to our faces all that remains now is to introduce the featured song which Sam you've already mentioned yep this is our join us in the mess song me and Andy Flanagan uh, and if you like it, uh, the there's a, a lyric video and an actions video and all the um, sheet music and all of that stuff is on engageworship.org. You can go and grab all that for free. Bye. Bye. You might be tiny or you might be tall Running around or moving at a crawl If you will listen, you will hear the call Come and join us in the mess You could be nervous or you could be proud You could be quiet or you're very loud This is a place where everyone's allowed Come and join us in the mess God is great but life is messy So church will never be boring God's right there when life gets stressy And he's stepping into our story Whether you're happy or you're feeling low This is a place to let your feelings show Cause Jesus loves us and he won't let go He will join us in the mess God is great but life is messy So church will never be boring God's right there when life gets stressy Stepping into our stories God loves every splash of color God loves every honest prayer God loves every searching question God loves every joyful noise God loves every splash of color God loves Every honest prayer God loves Every searching question God loves Every joyful noise God is great But life is messy A church will never be boring God's right there When life gets stressy And he's stepping into our story